This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, pastor here at Radio Mission, where the gospel goes out on a daily basis over the Trailblazer. Then on the weekends, we have our regular services here at the chapel, and they're all streaming and on your computer. If you'd like to have a, a packet on information about Radio Mission, the Old Trailblazer, I'll send you a picture of the Old Trailblazer if you'd like me to. And uh, you can put it in your peanut patch or your pea patch out there somewhere, keep the crows out of there. Give you a little more information about our radio ministry and what the Lord has done for us here, especially after Katrina. Many of you don't know that we were washed out of New Orleans by Katrina, and the Lord went before us. We built a new chapel, a new building here in Walker, a new bookstore, and the Lord is blessing us. And all our printing equipment was rescued without any damage. We brought it up here and set it up. We're still printing God's message, but we're bringing you these studies on the trailblazer. Now on the total depravity of the human heart. Are we describing man in his natural state, in his, in his uh, uh, depraved condition? And in our last study, I read you that verse. I want to go back and read it again in uh, Romans, Romans 3. Let's go back there and read. Let's take our time this morning, Trailblazer. We're not in any hurry. We all live too we all, we all too fast, aren't we? We do. The old Trailblazer is 81 years old, and, and I, I have folks call me and say, Pastor, you just talk too fast. Give me your mailing address slowly, or give me your name slowly. And I'll do that right now. It's Pastor Albert Pendarvis, and it's uh, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Now, let's get back to our study. We, I want to read you those verses in Romans. Uh, it says, uh, as it is written, there is none righteous no, not one. Now, my friend, that's God's word. There's none righteous. You, you're not righteous. You have no righteousness. Trailblazer has no righteousness. We're just, we just poor souls. And then let's go on. There is none that understandeth. No, there's none that seeketh after God. They're all gone out of the way. They're all together become unprofitable. Listen now. Listen. Let me turn the page here. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. And then it gets into our description of how we, how we go about. Their throat, our throat, is an open sepulcher or grave. And with their tongues, they have used deceit. Now, in our last study, last week, we got off into speaking about the tongue as being a set on fire. And I, 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 got, I got maybe carried away because I, 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 just, I just can't handle it when, I, when folks gossip and tell things that are not true and run up and down the road. It's like this lady told the pastor one day. He questioned her about something she said. She said, well, it may not be true, but I sure like to tell it. Well, isn't that awful? But my friend, let's, let's be careful. Let's, let's ask the Lord to put a, a, a padlock on our jaws or on our lips to where we can't run up and down the road criticizing people. But here he said, their throats and they open sepulcher, and with their tongues they have used deceit. And the poisons of asp is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. We're living in a day now I've never heard, never seen the vulgarity, the profanity that's used now, uh, even on the radio now, and some of the television shows, they, they just uh, almost uh, unabashed in what they say. And my friend, and the children... Pick up on those things now. We, I tell you what, I tell you what, without the grace of God, we're goners. Our, our nation as a whole is the most vulgar nation in the world, and they think nothing about it. I know 
when I was young and my wife and I were young, we used to try to attend a LSU ball game. And uh, back then, back then when I was young, that's a long time ago, back then uh, men wore a business suit and the women wore a nice dress with a corsage. You always went to the place to get flowers and got your wife a corsage. And uh, we, we would go once or twice a year. And I remember the last time I went, there was two or three young men sitting behind us in the stadium, and they were using some of the most awful language you'd, you'd ever hear. And they had women with them, whether it was their wives or not, I don't know. But I finally turned around to one of the young men. I said, Mr., I have my wife here, and I had another man, his wife. I said, please, please hold that, hold that down. Would you please hold that down? We, we don't want to hear your vulgarity. We don't. I mean, this, this was terrible stuff. And uh, so finally, uh, after a while, they kept on. And I stood up. I stood up. And this was a young man. Stood up and turned around. And I said, now, mister, I want to tell you something. And I was young back then and probably crazy. I said, now, you, you use that word again. And you're not going to know how this ball game ends because I'm going to hit you right between the eyes with my fist. He went on to say, well, my uncle is a district attorney, blah, blah, blah. I said, I don't care. I don't care. I said, now, I asked you kindly, and I'm going to ask you one more time kindly. But if you can't, if you can't just hold that down and respect my wife and respect this lady here with me. And I knew, I knew that if I hit him, he and I both would go to jail. They just, they don't ask you no question. They just take you to jail and lock you up. Well, he quieted down, and I praise the Lord for it. And you know, I haven't been back to a ball game since then, not at LSU. I know, my friend, I know what happens, but that's just a little picture. And just think how much worse it is today. That's been 50 years ago. Oh, my friend, the Bible is so true. It says, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. I tell you what, my folks, that's the reason I believe the Lord tells us that we are separate people. And I know, and, 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 I, and I have folks criticize me. I read a fellow wrote to me, told me something about the ball game. And I know I, I enjoy a good ball game, but I don't go no more like I used to. I can't now. But my friend, I had grandson played college football, and I went to see him every game that he got to play. And, and I enjoy it. But my friend, I don't want to be, uh, it was a different situation, small college where it wasn't that vulgarity and drinking and all that thing. But, but, but the Bible is so true. Man, they, those men thought nothing about it, using God's name in vain. Oh, but my friend, listen, listen. The Scripture says, there's none righteous, no, not one. God's word says, again, all of your righteousness perceived, all your righteousness that you think you have are as filthy rags. That's Isaiah 64. Man lives in a make-believe world, a world of unreality. He compares himself with others and prides himself that he's better than others. He believes that he has a righteousness that God will accept. But listen, in his blinded state, he cannot conceive of himself as having nothing that God will accept. He says, what do you think I am, a heathen? I've done everything. I've been a church member all my life. I've, uh, I, I've done this, and I've done, I, 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 I done this, and I've I done that. Listen, he is blinded. He cannot conceive of himself as having nothing 
He cannot see himself as corrupt and vile and hell-bent as the scriptures say he is. Therefore, he does not feel his need of a righteousness. But let me tell you, let me tell you, the greatest thing that ever happens to that individual, to you, to me, is that the Holy Spirit would come there and shine the light of the gospel into that darkened heart and let that individual see himself as he is, then what happens? Oh, there comes a radical change. He sees that he has sinned against a holy God. He sees that he was born in sin, conceived in iniquity, gone astray as soon as he was born, speaking lies. Oh, my friend, that's a natural heart. That's a natural heart. Therefore, he does not feel his need, has no need of righteousness. He does not feel his need of Christ. He's deceived into thinking that he can combine the world with God and allowing the flesh while pretending, listen, allowing the flesh while pretending the spirit. And as man would say, make the best of both worlds. But God says, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. For you cannot serve God and mammon, according to Matthew 6.24. But listen, the scripture says we are a peculiar people. We are a separate people. When the Lord begins to deal with a heart, a human heart, he separates us over time from that evil, that evil companions. Those folks, they're going to stay the same, but you separate yourself from them. Oh, my friend, one of, the, one of the most horrible things it is is to be thrown into the company of a vulgar bunch of people, vulgar men and women. I tell you, the most awful sight that I've ever seen is a woman sitting on a bar stool with a bottle of beer in one hand and a cigarette in the other. Oh, my friend, but that's the way of the world. That's the way of the world. I heard this story of a man, two men going on a cruise, and they, they were late getting there, and they went on their boats, and the, the Christian man got on the gambling boat, and the other man got on the Christian boat, and they were both the most miserable individuals that ever lived. The boats pulled off. They couldn't go back and let them off. The Christian man had to suffer through uh, the, the gambling and the, and the drinking and all of those things. And then the, the unsaved man had to, as he called it, put up. Put up with that bunch of Christians. Wasn't that something, my friend? You know, we're not any better than they. No, no. You like to be alone. I like to be alone. I do. I do. I have a I have a, a little pond out on my place here in the country and I got a little little house back there with a covered porch and a swing on it and I like to go out there in the cool of the evening and sit in the swing and I'm not fishing, I just sit out there and, and, and meditate and thank the Lord for, for saving this poor old sinner, old trailblazer. I was I was once that individual. Still am by nature, but my friend the Lord redeemed me and separated me from the world. And I praise the Lord for it. I was in the business for many, many years, and I was thrown in with salespeople and business people who had no regard. But I always declined to go to those seminars and, and, uh, and places where they set you up to drinks and the loose women and those things. And the Lord gave me grace to, to separate myself unless it was absolutely necessary. I didn't go. Not that I was better than they. No, no. Because I saw myself worse than them. But the Lord redeemed me. What is salvation? Being redeemed, 
brought, brought forth as a new creature in Christ, to see yourself as the Bible shows you that you are, as the Spirit shows you you are, but then being redeemed, being washed in the blood. Oh, my friend, the, the, the prodigal son there ran with that bunch till his money ran out and joined himself with that hog farmer. But one day the Bible says he came to himself just exactly what happened to the old trailblazer. One day I came to myself. I heard the preaching of the gospel. Oh, I was a religious man. I had joined a little old church, but I didn't have anything. I just had my name on the roll. But one day I heard the gospel. And the first time I heard it, I knew that that man was preaching the truth because, you see, the Lord, by the Spirit, makes it effectual in your heart. He makes it effectual before you just hearing words, but now the Spirit is making it real in your heart. This is the old trailblazer. I wish I had another hour while I'm speaking this morning. We're going to get back into it in our next study. Looking at the total depravity of the human heart, I'm going to read those verses again in Romans for you. But remember, would you pray for me and help me with the broadcast a little and write me and I'll send you that information on the, on the radio missions. It might enlighten your heart a little bit. And then what we most surely believe here, give you a better idea of who we are and what we are and how that we just poor old sinners saved by grace. Remember my phone number, air code 225-664-8658. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.